Greetings and salutations, it's the Thack Daddy doing the Thack Daddy experience. I'm obviously your host, the self-proclaimed and entitled Thack Daddy. And yeah, um, I have access to running water and food and all that, so I'd say I'm first world, albeit under insane and traumatic strain, as are all the rest of us. So, hope you're out there breathing okay, um... Hope you're not going through a lot of horrible shit. Uh, Some of the news reports that I see uh, are just kind of horrifying. They're disturbing. Like the shooting incident in Maine. Um, Whether you even believe in prayer or not, you know, send some good vibes or something. And if it's within your means financially... I don't know what what can be done. It's sad. Um, Because that's the crazy thing about life, in my opinion. is We all go through so much shit, man. Every day, it's just tons and tons of different things. Um, Whether it's our individual health problems, the health problems of our children, the health problems of friends, the health problems of parents, grandparents, siblings. It's a lot of shit. And it has, you know... Just the daily grind of of working, of keeping your house clean, of keeping your pets and family healthy, of keeping yourself healthy. Is a there's a great strain, and because there's so much more being discussed um, amongst people, a, a lot of misinformation. Oddly enough, in the age where information is plentiful and abundant it's actually easier to deceive individuals now than it's probably ever been in the history of humanity which obviously also means that underneath the surface the level of distrust that already exists between us as animals is further exacerbated by our propensity and ability to create scenarios that are fictitious and then factualize them in the forms of various propagandas and triggers or triggers against fear. So I suppose psychology as some a form of study is highly reliable when considering what you're dealing with when you deal with a human being. Um give you some of my hot takes. Uh <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I find uh, some things interesting. Like, uh, for example, with the neural link thing. Uh, I don't even know if this thing will come, take off the ground. One of the reasons why I think that things will develop exponentially is that individuals who scrutinize society prior to my existence have demonstrated that some of their evaluations are very clear-cut, direct, and accurate. Um, for example... Before you got spam mail and all of those things, uh, a science fiction writer by the name of Philip Kindred Dick, he talked about, you know, walking down the street and these little pop-up bubbles would come up trying to sell you things or buy things from you or offer services. Uh, It was kind of like a preconceptualized representation of the Internet. Um, 
And of course, you know, you had William Gibson's Neuromancer, which is amazing. Um, something I've been planning on rereading. I was getting back into some of my William Gibson grind with the uh, advent of the television show The Peripheral, but since it was canceled. Right. So, sort of like the internet, yeah. Those floating bubbles, those spam emails, all the junk, detritus, and shit. Yeah, it's the fact that experience, I fucked up and had an error. So that means welcome to the 6th anniversary show. Where I'm just going to basically give derivative hot takes on whatever pops into my consciousness. Because I'm, I'm like that. Um, anyway. So... Obviously, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world, and the world has a crazy and complex history, and uh, I don't know. So, yeah, anyway, um, hopefully this fool can stitch the stuff together. The The purpose of my intro was A, digression, and B, um, more digression. I like to digress. Um also i i find i just find things very interesting now in terms of how people scrutinize and analyze them because the thing about any scenario is um perspective and the thing about perspective is perspectives overlap and they're interlaid and they're interwoven and the peculiar sorry the peculiarity of perspectives is that they hinge upon the existence of a counter perspective so to speak something that is a physical representation of what you ideologically oppose now the thing about what you ideologically oppose is that you're the thing you're ideologically opposed to becomes a human being with a life and a family and all the other entanglements that come with being a human being uh so where do you where do you go from there for example you know there's this extreme right extreme left conflict in american politics and what i fail to understand is why aren't there more parties why aren't there more perspectives because you know fiscally i might lean more towards what could be considered or construed as a republican or conservative perspective and socially i might be considered liberal um and you know i would like to have specific opinions on specific things based on specific information so for example to ideologically adhere to either democrat or republican kind of limits me in terms of how i assess and evaluate the direction of a given thing i don't need it to be left or right i need it to be functional so how many people in the country may or may not be diametrically opposed to each other on a number of different topics and yet find themselves diametrically opposed to each other in real life i just feel that Anytime you take a stance ideologically to arrange certain things to oppose each other, for example, just discussing skin tone, you call someone white, you call someone black, but how many people on the planet are actually white or black physically? 
you know um and some people might say why would you bring up such a stupid thing well if you take a white sheet of paper and put it to the majority of white people's hands their hands are far more colorful than that piece of paper and the same can be said of you know the black chalkboard black person puts their hand on the chalkboard there's a huge difference but conceptually we're all aware of how black and white are visually opposites and to call people that and then to have them call themselves that and interact in a way where what they are called visually is an opposite or supposedly in opposition to that representation of color you know white and black and yet the majority of us are you know <laughs> multi-hued within the hue meaning that they, you know that it takes several hues to create some of the hues that some of us have and um there's probably w more hues than we observe and utilizing language to grossly oversimplify something like that can easily lead to ideological conflicts that are predicated upon a foundation where there is a clear divide meaning it's that's clearly white that's clearly black and you know then individuals go well you interject you know there have to be areas that are shades of gray uh if anything there are probably more gray areas now than there have ever been just because there's more sharing of ideas and concepts now and also more directing of them um a lot of people are uncomfortable with the idea that individuals are trying to manipulate how they think and try to control them well i'd say on almost every level in some way shape or form or capacity there is what could be perceived as a type of manipulation um that any kind of creator is in the process of doing first of all they're learning how to manipulate themselves whether it's manipulating their ability to construct language using words or their ability to shoot a basketball from half court at will and usually make the shot or elevating your body to make a shot or you know the speed at which someone throws a baseball there's a lot of things and a lot of effort that goes into control and manipulation. Control and manipulation in and of themselves are words and they exist in specific contexts. So if you have a context, um, the context sets the boundaries for the discourse. And, and in this instance, I would say um, I'm distracted by my dog fake barking. Um, I would say that a lot of language and a lot of things try to skew your point of view of the world in one way or another even if it's a neutral view of the world where there are events and there are awful things that happen and your only choice is not to surrender to the horrors of life but to kind of delete them not in the sense of they never occur but in the sense that they occurred and you survived them and you've become something else because all of us face certain challenges in life the death of parents or parents with sick health and no one to help them or drug addicted siblings relatives cousins or you know people who argue because they don't share the same religion if you have a multi-religious family 
or you come from a multi-ethnic or multi-racial family you know people have opposing views of everything food consumption religion politics and identity um so while labels are easy and clean i think if anything the application of labels as absolutes is mistaking the map for the territory the map and the territory are not the same thing the map is a series of very intelligent cues for an individual to locate themselves on given terrain but the map is not that given terrain and a person is not merely an ideology uh, and also their their perspective of the world is shaped from you know where they sit in their purview culturally so some things that might not make sense to me might make perfect sense to another individual uh, there's so many things that go into how we perceive the world not to mention the fact that we're often not receptive to the notion that individuals can actually grow and change and become something different or other than what we would define as acceptable to us so in that sense I think it's all the, the tension and the horror in the world they're pointing you know either to us evolving further and attempting to legitimately understand each other or de-evolving more rapidly into a state of just violence and you know instead of political groups being political groups you know they're almost forming to like varying sects and these sects spelled s-e-c-t-s by the way um just for anyone who might not know and must think i'm talking about fucking or something no i'm talking about people great breaking into sex and in these sects what would occur is you know basically you become whatever you identify yourself as so all you would have is just an endless series of people attempting to become a specialized group for the specific purpose of marketing their path and their lifestyle to others who don't have any notion of what their lifestyle is because ultimately really if you're alive your lifestyle is always evolving because life doesn't stop changing and even when you can't adapt or adjust you have to adapt and adjust um anyway so um i finally got around to start reading this passenger book because uh, i still think stella maris is the coolest thing i've ever read thus far from cormac mccarthy he he wrote the road um and no country for old men but stella maris was fucking really crazy and i'm i'm probably leaning towards it a lot because of the philosophical underpinnings of the book but basically it's interest and a patient and the patient is just a mind fuck she's like a mathematician um but her her intelligence is beautiful and her story sad and it's it's really just an a uh, a companion book to 
the passenger. Oh, sorry, the way I mess with this mic. It's been a while. Um and anyway, and this and this story is just crazy. The the interplay and the interaction and the way they talk. It's my admiration for that writer grew immensely upon reading Stella Maris. It just really makes you understand that there are hidden dimensions within all creative people and you know when they take chances amazing things happen i'm not that i'm personally saying hey he took a chance he shouldn't you know that was a risky right not at all he could write whatever he wants earned his place and the right to do it um i'm just saying as a writer and as someone who admires really good writing even if it's in different styles i feel like the way that he wrote Stella Maris was perfect. It's like Back to the Future or whatever food you really love. Like, you know, let's say Shrimp Scampi and it's done just the way you like it. You didn't know you liked it that way, but once you had it that way and then you tried other ways, that was the way. And, you know, like reading the road and no country for old men and then reading Stella Maris now you know people read the passenger first because they're smart um not so smart in that regard I like and tend to digress um and I you know I could be an ADHD person or I could be even other things because uh during my time a lot of these identifications and you know symptoms and whatever they just weren't really happening so but i feel like i could pay attention to most things if they interest me um and of course again i just digressed it's a tendency that i can't stop and um I thought I had some monumental point to share with all of you, but really, I, I don't. I don't got shit, man. Um, I just think the world's a little weird because, you know, again, the whole sex thing. Like, um, I just find it weird with humanity. Everything about humanity is about being superior to and division. You know, these kids are mathematically inclined these kids are you know better at english because you know when you <laughs> you don't really it doesn't always appear that being or having the capacity to understand information and express yourself through the use of language is kind of one up on other individuals but at the end of the day there's always different skill sets and unfortunately um speaking is a demonstrable one and it's you can demonstrate it readily quickly you know fairly easily uh individuals can kind of make a very brief assessment of what they could attempt to estimate your acumen is but you know there's a lot of experience involved in 
awareness the application of awareness is also a lot of information that most of us just do not know or are not aware of or not interested in that could potentially be pertinent to our day-to-day lives so i think as we tend towards these greater divisions we might want to take note of our greater commonalities because the commonalities are vital you know uh, i would say the vast majority of human beings want to be loved they want to be cared for they want to be acknowledged they want to be listened to Uh, they want to feel like their life is worthwhile they want to feel safe and they want to feel protected and they don't want to feel threatened and they don't want to feel the need to act violently and the thing is we suppress the violent self and you know more than anything else you know um particularly in the united states um which i'm very familiar with although in a far more localized capacity i i haven't had the best of times traveling throughout the country um there were some definite differences locally in a lot of places in terms of who they saw what they were doing and how they looked that you know might not fit a new jersey new york philadelphia area type of profile um pretty much what i'm just saying is you know um just try to keep an even keel because i think the world's going to get a lot more fucked up a lot quicker um than we possibly could imagine so you know um try to do your best try to manage your time try to manage your health and just you know i i'd say my biggest piece of advice and this goes for myself this isn't just for the world or the other two people listening to my voice um this is a just a thing that i think we should just try to take better care of ourselves and in turn those who are around us but you can't lose sight of taking care of yourself and uh, mentally emotionally physically in every possible way as best as you are able to under the circumstances you're living in right now just try to fucking take care of yourself because it's so easy to forget yourself like in a family setting um even in social settings you might have you know friends with with uh, mental problems or emotional issues or drug problems and you know there's always certain relationships that while people tell you to cut them off either through circumstance or simply because at that time you can't um, it's, it's not nothing is as cut and dry as everyone imagines it to be i mean i can tell you for one thing all the rape charges against all these celebrities is always so disheartening all these sexual you know allegations um because you grow up you watch tv and you have admirations for these individuals they are people who are like they're famous they have money they get to do these cool shows and be a part of pop culture uh in a way that the majority of us will never experience and yet you know i mean it's a ton of people you lose track of 
a lot of the allocations and, and it all starts to sound like you know the serpent queen like you know this person fucked this person and this person killed this person and this person's gonna fuck this person and kill this person so they could have this empire and then this person's gonna take that from this and it's just I guess it's a part of uh, evolution as far as us being aggregates of arrangement in what is perceived as a singular form that interacts with other aggregates and in that interaction creates a much larger aggregate consciousness and the much larger aggregate consciousness I would argue moves in the direction of whoever influences the most individuals to believe in their view of reality because that's what all politics is really about we all live and we all perceive and then from that living and perceiving and also you gotta throw in the cultures your genders your locations etc but you know you can pretty much get you know over a dozen or so vital life statistics like you know your gender your race your age where do you live in the world how much money do you have access to what kind of information do you have access to and then you can you know kind of make an assessment of the individual but the individuals we interact and the interaction creates a kind of global mind and you know right now there's so many factions or what i was discussing as sex that are just occurring and breaking apart because there's so many people now interacting who wouldn't be able to interact like let's say you only like wearing big bird slippers and there's like five million fucking people out there who also only like to wear big bird slippers but you motherfuckers never knew about each other because that just who the fuck makes a club about having big bird slippers now i'm not bashing anyone if you have I enjoy Big Bird. I enjoy slippers. But I'm just saying the likelihood of you finding 5 million people who all like Big Bird slippers and that's the only slippers they wear and they collect Big Bird slippers and they have slippers for all ages and all types and all color schemes and, you know, the Halloween and the turkey Big Bird slippers and all of that shit. But then that be actually becomes a faction. And if you like Elmo slippers... The big bird slipper people are going to fucking go to war with you and take over this town and convert you all to big bird slippers. And I, it sounds stupid for me to use that analogy, but I'll take the hit on the chin for it because I really think that um, while it is always good to have friendships with kindred spirits, it's also good to have friendships with uh, not so kindred spirits or people who you might only have one thing in common with like i like to drink and watch football and this guy likes to drink and watch football but we don't agree on anything we don't have the same taste in friendships people relationships food music and yet we can still be friends and have a conversation you get to learn more about the world through people who do not see it the way you do than through people who do see it the way you do and um so I feel like there's a huge learning curve that we haven't hit yet. And I feel like as a species, we could try a little bit.
even if it's hard as fuck, because it's going to be hard as fuck, but I can't say that it doesn't matter, because it does matter, and uh, this is the lens by which I perceive popular culture and everything else, like, I see things as connected, and you know, it wasn't like some of this stuff wasn't already, you know, whether you're talking Orwell's 1984 or you've read any Robert Anton Wilson stuff, which is pretty bugged out, or you've even heard of that Frank J. Tipler Omega Point book, and which is pretty weird, like, you know, he theorized using some sort of physics, like the physics of immortality, I guess, is basically saying, you know, that at some point it energetically would be possible for the universe to reconstruct every living being who ever lived. It's some bugged out theory. You can check into it. And if I analyze it wrong, well, fuck it. That's how it goes. Or, I don't know. You, you had some stuff. Um, like they came out with a book called What the Bleep. What the Bleep. I forgot the rest of it. It's like this quantum physics thing. It's basically, you know... Um, some of the ideas are similar to when I said there's no causality um, and this is years ago but basically like I harped on this notion of mine that nothing in the universe is, exists in an actual cause and effect relationship they're not separate things the cause and the effect um just like you know all of life is implicit in nothingness and from this nothingness all life emerges there's just you know there seems to be a dialogue between life and life and we're just a minor microcosmic aggregates and there's a larger macrocosmic intelligence interacting via aggregates so yeah that that's my lens because when you read the newspapers you know I, I i don't i find it a little awkward when you hear all this that like people bash conspiracy theories and yet one of the longest running conspiracy theories is that hollywood was just a hotbed of um sexual abuse and assault and you know, harvey weinstein i mean the dude produced like kill bill and pulp fiction you know, he's he's out there fucking raping people and shit. And, you know, I it's weird. You hear the Bill Cosby, R. Kelly, what the fuck? And the part that was weird to me is why are these people raping people? There'd be plenty of people willing to have sex with you. And at the same time, you know, uh, I think that uh, some people... You know, at a certain level of fame and power, they get bored, man. They get bored with what they would call normal people bullshit. Like, they don't even... <laughs> a lot of celebrities don't even know how to fucking uh, grocery shop. Or, you know, I mean, they're living an existence that's so far removed from normal life that it's amazing I mean it really is acting when I guess they pretend to, like they're normal people like I guess they know or the script I guess the script you just pretend to be 
a broke motherfucker. Like, you know, and I know a lot of them were not rich. Um, but it's just weird to me that you wouldn't know how to, like, go to the grocery store and buy some shit. Um, but different strokes for different folks, man. Um, anyway, I'm excited about life and what's to come, whether it's good or bad. Um, it's good to be alive, but for whatever time we get, you know, just roll with the punches, try to enjoy what you can, and just, you know, stay focused on staying balanced. Uh, I wish this could have been a more interesting discussion, but, you know, it's been a rough few years, baby. It's the fact, Daddy.